Got to get it in. Here's Luca. Gets it away. It's gold. A Doncic dagger. Hold on to your butts. What's up, everybody? Gary here, your host at Hoops and Cards. Thanks for joining us today. Happy Monday. It's a beautiful, sunny day here where I'm at in Akron, Ohio, and I know the sun is shining in Boston and in Dallas, Texas. What a weekend for the NBA two seven, or sorry, Game 7s as Boston in the second half just destroyed Milwaukee. I did not anticipate that. I figured it would be close, and when I heard for sure that Chris Middleton was not a go for game seven. I thought this favors Boston at their home court. Uh, but I had no, we had no idea they would just destroy them in the second half and that Grant Williams would have, I think, a career high game and become really a sports card conversation for us today. Because I, yeah, in all the talk that we do about prospecting and buying guys before they pop and, and all that stuff, I've, I've had some conversations and even some some rethinking really of why are we why are we buying guys that are the third or fourth or fifth option on their team and uh it, it is a unique strategy it, it's not the be-all end-all but we'll talk a little bit about that why it's worth buying your Jason Tatum's for sure and every once in a while if you enjoy it your Grant Williams is your Peyton Pritchard's and Robert Williams the thirds is is but yeah happy times in Dallas holy cow I hope you got to see some of that I did not expect, you know, I think I think we all thought Phoenix would hold serve and, and uh, home court would matter and we would see Devin Booker and Chris Paul, the versions that we saw of them last season when they dominated the West. But not only did we not see that, right? Not only did it take till like midway through the third for any of those big names to score a point for Phoenix, we saw Luka Doncic dominate. There was a moment where he had as many points as the entire Phoenix Suns team. And I think that moment would be halftime. That's just crazy. That's crazy. So Dallas, congratulations. Big guns for Spencer Dinwiddie and Jalen, the Brunson burner at it again. My man, he was like, I I left every time he got the ball in the second half because it was, he's going to do something crazy take a guy to the hole or pump fake a guy and nail a jumper like he was unstoppable so Dallas exciting you're gonna buy your Luka Doncic's or look at his market a bit more closely now maybe it's gonna be a selling opportunity for some of us that have held on but yeah today I want to talk specifically about eBay buying and selling on the sports card market that is global it's open 24 hours a day you can always whether it's on a Saturday morning or a Monday night with the, in the third quarter when Grant Williams is draining threes, you can go online and buy a Grant Williams Prism Silver PSA 10 for 30 bucks. Somebody did that yesterday and then somebody bought one for 50 and somebody bought one for 75. Like it was, it was crazy to see how, how fast and yet we're not surprised when that happens. We, we talk about that pretty frequently here. But how do you make the most of eBay buying opportunities?
How do you make the most of eBay? Selling opportunities. I wanna talk about some basketball 101s, things I think you should know that have helped me and helped many a many an eBay attacker, eBay investor throughout these uh, basketball card transactions. I, I would love to share some of the basics here for you. In fact, I know it was something we talked about on a previous Basketball Cards 101 episode. That's our beginner or foundational or essential series for those of us that are, hey, we're new to basketball cards or we want the uh, we want the current basics, uh, strategies, things you need to know to be in the know. And uh, so a lot today about eBay, buying and selling. And I'll start after the break here. I'm going to start about selling because I think right now, for the most part, basketball card owners, we should be in selling mode. We really should because right now, these next three, four weeks of the conference finals and then the NBA finals, that's the end of the NBA season. For some of these players, that's the peak, right? That may be the peak value of a Grant Williams card was last night at 6 p.m. We don't know what the next week or two will hold for him. Uh, But I do know what's going to hold for the entire league starting in less than a month is the offseason. And so (laughs) people stop paying attention to basketball. People stop buying their cards. The values or prices go down. And they're going to go down for several months in a row. Just talking about the general basketball card market. They're going to go down for what we would call July, August, September, October, and part of November for a lot of these cards. So as those prices go down, you're going to hear us talk about buying season. Right now, as the playoffs finish, especially for the team still alive, it's selling season. So we'll talk in a moment about selling cards on eBay and and some, some tips, some tricks. And these aren't like, it's not rocket science. These aren't crazy secrets. It's just, it's just how to be how to be smart, street smart about selling stuff on eBay. So in a moment. Jalen Brunson, killer crossover goes right by Mike Conley. Thank you for all of you who are a part of Hoops Plus. That is our next level community of basketball card collectors and investors who listen to more podcasts. They interact more on the Discord. They're in line for monthly prizes and they are just next level supporters of the Hoops and Cards show, our movement around the world. So this is your invitation. I'm doing it in less than a minute. Love for you to join Hoops Plus. Go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe or check today's show notes and you'll find out more. It's like $4.99 a month. And for the playoffs and the buying season coming up, you owe it to yourself to take this next step and join Hoops Plus. Love to see you there. You know, he said something, I listen. All right, everybody, let's talk about the 101 basics about selling on eBay. As you can hear, the rain, the raindrops here in the background as I drive home from a track meet that got rained out in uh, Canton, Ohio. So, and no, I do not run track. For those of you that you instantly went there and you know how fast I am, not. Uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, one of our kids was in a track meet today, so on the way home I'm going to talk to you about selling stuff oh man selling stuff on eBay especially sports cards 
basketball cards. And uh, even though it has its difficult moments, and I'll share some of those, I still like eBay for selling basketball cards most of the time because it is a place where I, as a seller, can set the terms. I can set the price. I can set the, the way something is shipped. I can word it how I want and put the pictures of the card or whatever item it is that I want. And, um, yeah, I can negotiate with buyers if I want. There's, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Um, so what, what I like to do is give you guys advice or encouragement that has helped me along the way to make deals that I am happy with is, is probably the best way to put it. Certainly happy with how it goes. One of the things as a seller that I like to do before I make an eBay listing, that's where you list a card for sale. Um, I like to go see what, what cards, what, what of that exact same card have sold in the last few weeks and what keywords did they use? Like how did the, how did the people who have sold those cards lately, how did they describe it? And there are some do's and don'ts with that. Um, always say what year the card is, 2019-20, Panini Prism, you know, say the brand, be specific, mention whatever kind of parallel it is, Panini Prism, Green, Luka Doncic, make sure you're spelling all these things right, because by the way, some people never sell their cards because they misspelled one word on the listing, and it's just sitting there because they misspelled Doncic or they misspelled Tops. And uh, you want to make sure stuff is spelled right. Have the number of the card. Have maybe something about the condition of the card. And then maybe you want to add something like first prism or some, some other descriptor. Gem mint or just mint. Uh, might grade this or something that... Be accurate. I know there's some things you want to do to try to sell your card. But don't use the word silver unless it actually shines with the rainbow when you tilt it. Some people use the word silver to describe any card that is gray or even the prism base cards. And that, guys, that is one of my, please never do that. As a seller, just be honest. If it's a base card, you might as well just put base. You know, 2019-20 base Luka Doncic prism card number 75. Describe it as accurately as you can. Take good pictures where the card is as large as you can possibly get it in that little square that eBay lets you do a picture in. And make sure that the, the card is well lit without having a glare. Unless, again, you want the glare to show off the rainbow or the shininess or the refractory or the orange laser, whatever it is. Just don't let the glare be where they can see the reflection of you taking a picture of that card in, in the photo. I've done that too many times or the shadow of your phone or your camera showing up like making the card look darker than it actually is. Like you wanna have well lit place to take cards, photos, and you wanna crop them so that the card is all but the edges of that photo. I usually like to take at least four pictures of a card, front, back, a couple of close-ups, maybe a couple different angles. You might also wanna take a picture of each corner. Some people like to do that. I think that's great. Just just be as thorough as you possibly can without um, wasting too much time, right? Describe your card. And then 
probably the most important decision you're going to have when you're selling any of these cards is, well, how do I price it? Right? And there's that decision of, is it a auction or buy it now? With a lot of my cards, you guys, I like to say buy it now and I list a price that's at the current value that I think it is, current comps, or that's something slightly higher in case that card, you know, I, I want to make a certain amount of money on it or in case that player has a great game or two or three and all of a sudden the value jumps, you want to be able to sell at that slightly increased value, um, at least I do. And I am not putting or best offer anymore. What I'm doing is if somebody wants to, to be a watcher on my card and click watch, add it to their watch list, then, then if I feel like it, I can send them an offer. I just I get too many on or best offer. I get too many low ball offers that uh, at least give us a chance to negotiate. But I don't like to go there uh, unless it's a card that I'm just ready to sell for almost whatever. You know, when you say or best offer, you're kind of inviting. Well, a lot of laughs actually. <laughs> Sometimes I do sell for the best offer. Uh, but if you're going to go the auction route, the, the nice thing about it is that. Um, just as another podcast said this week, and I think it was packed to the future, you guys, good stuff. When you talk about eBay auctions, uh, the nice thing about the auction is it always ends at market value, like a little bit over what the second bidder was offering to pay. So you're paying market value at that moment and, and or you're receiving market value at that moment. And what I want to say to you as a seller, well, is then pick your moment strategically. Like, when will you have the most buyers looking at your cards or looking on eBay cards? When will you have the, the best opportunity that people might be thinking about the, uh, the NBA? They might be thinking about that player. And so I would encourage you, if you do an auction, to list an auction. Most auctions, if you're looking to get more eyes on it, to get more buyers in that intense last five minutes as the auction is coming to a close, you want that to end around somewhere between 8 p.m., 8 o'clock in the evening, and 11 o'clock in the evening, New York time, like Eastern Standard Time in the USA. The other time that I would say is, um, for some of these cards, it's going to be just as good, is game time. Like, when is a game with, let's say, a game with Jason Tatum ending? A big game. You want to you wanna sell a Jason Tatum card here in the Eastern Conference Finals because you think Jimmy Butler and the Heat are going to win anyway. So you schedule it. You schedule a Jason Tatum card to be sold at the end of a game that they're playing in Boston. Because Tatum's going to go off for big scoring nights in Boston. He's going to have 50 or 60 points. And I'm just saying. And and you want to be ready for that moment where your auction is going to end on a big Jason Tatum push. When a lot of buyers are thinking, I'm going to eBay, I'm getting that Jason Tatum rookie that I don't have yet. I'm investing in something bigger and better. People still do that. They buy last minutes here in the Eastern Conference Finals. So I would uh, I would time your auctions well. In fact, it helps to have somebody else, another seller or another buyer that you're, you're comparing notes with. And you're saying like, hey, when do you think is the best time to sell it? Or what do you think I should price this at? Because of course... We can sometimes give in to uh, buyer's remorse. And I heard this at the card show on Saturday. And I, I feel for you guys that are in this position because I'm there too. Um, 
and you'll say, well, I know that card isn't worth what I paid for it, but I, I remember what I paid for it and I can't sell it for less than that. And that is so, um, that's so noble and so true. Like, but the card doesn't remember what you paid for it. And if it's an NBA basketball card heading into the off season, its value is going down. That's just the way it's going to be. So, uh, so I would say that that might be true of you that you don't want to sell it for less than you paid, or you don't want to you don't want to take a bath or whatever whatever fun phrase you want to use. But um, don't don't say that to a potential buyer because they don't. I mean, they don't care. And they're just going to pay the going market rate. They're not interested in making you feel better about what you paid for it. Because guess what? It's going to be worth a lot less this summer, these next three months. It's going to be worth a lot less than that buyer's offering you right now. So I don't mean to be cold. I'm just giving you the straight facts. Um, we're all in that same boat of nothing is worth what we paid for it if we bought it, you know, when the market was high or when that player's cards were hot, right? Um, so we all have sympathy for that, but but it's also just like, okay, back to reality. Here's what the card is worth right now. And what I might, what I might want to do is if I'm like committed to not getting less than X amount of dollars, I think I'm that way with my Jimmy Butler rookie. Like I'm, I'm just in denial that the card actually went down since I bought it. Doesn't matter that he's in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's that base rookies... Uh, just aren't worth what they were a year ago of most players. So so at the same time, though, I don't want to lose money on it. I'm content to keep it for a while. So I post it at the price that, that I'll accept, buy it now. And if somebody wants to pay it, great. And if somebody doesn't pay it, great. I like Jimmy Butler. I like that card. That is why I often say on this show, Hoops and Cards, like when you buy a card, uh, even if your plan is to short-term flip it, at least I feel better when I'm buying a card that I'm willing to keep for a while. I'm willing to keep that card for two, three, five years, even though I was hoping to flip it in three months. Now, is other times when I sell anyway and take a hit? Sure, because you, you need that cash to buy something else. I get it. But I hope you get my point, guys. It is important what you price a card at. And sellers, I have a couple of, uh, I guess, timely words of advice for you. Uh, because the, the sports card and the basketball card market can go up and down so quickly, and there are so many cards flying around out there on eBay and Starstock and ComC and, you know, MySlabs and PWCC, there's so many ways to buy cards. Um, I, I am now done putting on an eBay listing that I accept returns. Uh as a seller, when I, when it comes to other items, I'm glad to accept returns because somebody might say, Hey, uh, this thing you sent, it, it actually is broken or it doesn't work the way I thought it would, or it's not the right size or, you know, might've broken on the way, been damaged in the shipping process. One of those things. But when it comes to a card, uh, let me tell you the ballad of Grant Williams purple. So about this is, this is gonna be funny cause it's Grant Williams and he's hot right now, but like Two weeks ago, I sold a Grant Williams Purple Optic autograph card, rookie. I uh, sold it online. I had listed it for 35. I accepted an offer of 25. So I came down because I remember paying seven for the card, right? I came down and uh, sold and shipped the card. And uh, 
you know, Grant Williams had another good game after that, and then he started playing not so well and kind of disappeared for part of that Milwaukee Bucks series. And uh, all of a sudden, like 10 days after selling the card, I get this notice that the buyer has initiated, he's asking for a refund, or she's asking for a refund, and saying, I found a better deal, smiley face. So this person who bought my card for $25 found a better deal, cheaper price, on what they think is a better card, and it probably is. And so they want to return it to get the $25 back. Well, the card, after a few bad games by Grant Williams, <laughs> like you could have found it on eBay and some of these places for mm, $15. And so I have seller's remorse because now all of a sudden this buyer that had paid me 25 when it was worth 25 now that it's gone down, they want their money back so they can spend 15 of it on a better card. And I'm like, no, that is not... That is not right, eBay. That is not right for the card market. But I left it open to that when I said, I'll accept returns up to 14 days. Hey, if you want to have that experience as a seller where you sell a card for 100 and then eight days later, the buyer sees it for 60 and they want to trade in and get their, their money back so they can... If you want to do that, that's, that is your decision. I have decided never to do that again when it comes to cards. Now, let me, let me say this. If the buyer messages me and I don't have returns on it, but they message me and they say, hey, this never came or hey, this uh, this card got dinged in the in the process of shipping, you know, th then I'll work with the seller and eBay actually makes you work with the seller. Just be aware of that, uh, sellers. eBay makes decisions based on what benefits the buyer always, always, always. So it's not great news for you as a seller, but it's, hey, we're going to talk to buyers here in a few minutes. All that to say, I'm just not putting returns allowed at all on cards. I'm also putting shipping anytime the card is less than 20 bucks. I'm using that eBay envelope for standard envelope for sports cards or for trading cards where you the shipping is not $5 to mail your $4 card to somebody. It's like 73 cents or 93 cents. Please, please, please. I'm saying this to everybody who sells cards on eBay. If you're selling a card less than $20, I know we all like to get ours wrapped in like eight layers of cardboard and seven, you know, plastic hard cases. But here's the deal. Nobody wants to pay five bucks to have their $2 cards shipped to them. eBay's made it possible for any card less than $19.99 to be shipped in a plain white envelope. Yes, there's room for a cardboard uh, backing to it. Yes, there's room for a top loader and a sleeve and you can get up to three ounces of stuff in that envelope for 93 cents. I do that every time. That helps me sell more cards. That makes me want to buy more cards. But I still see so many people. You can tell I'm ticked about this. It, it, I'm not ticked. It's just an awareness thing, right? The more you know. So tell everybody. I tell buyers. Like I'll message them and say like, I want to buy your card. It's at a good price. I don't want to pay $6 for you to mail it to me. Like you could put two stamps on that baby and we're done. So in the U.S., there is no reason to spend more than 93 cents to mail a card that's less than 20 bucks to somebody. Now, if it's international shipping, it's a whole different horse of a different color. If it's uh, larger value cards, I get it, man. Go first class, right? But huh, please, please, if you've got listings out there where you're charging people $5 to ship a card, um, not buying from you. 
and uh, maybe there's a reason your cards aren't selling. Nobody wants to pay more for shipping than they they need to. Let's just let's just cut those fringe costs, those friction costs out as much as we can. So, friends, those are some of the seller thoughts. Uh, you know, when it comes to eBay and buying and selling, we often in this uh, podcast talk about the timing of selling. And and like I said, NBA finals. You know, right now you got about two, three weeks left of selling NBA cards where you're going to get the prices that you think cards are worth for teams and players that are in the playoffs. Great. But I would not be about selling cards on eBay in NBA cards in August, September, October. I'm just not going to do it. If I do, they'll look like the highest priced cards of their kind because I'm just putting those listings up there because they'll stay there till December and January when the, when the NBA season will kick off. So, so thoughts for sellers in a moment, we'll get to you and me, you and I, us, we, the buyers, buyers. Hey guys. Oh, big goals, huh? All right. Well, see you later. Poole gets inside. Spins layup is good. Another slick move from Jordan Poole. Now to the fun part. Buying cards on eBay. Yes, buying basketball cards on eBay. And I'm going to say the same thing that I said to you as sellers. Just like you as a seller get to set the terms of a sale. Hey, buyers, you don't have to buy everything. You don't have to pay that price. You get to set the terms of your purchases. You really do. You do. And uh, I just want to encourage you to act as if money is the most important commodity that you have as a card collector and investor. So save it, spend it wisely. You know, if there's, if there's a card you want and it's a hundred dollars and there's no, uh, or best offer thing on it, but you really want the card. Um, I, I would not, how can I say this? I would consider sending that seller a message saying, Hey, Uh, will you take $85? And it gives them a message where they can automatically as a seller reply and send you an offer for $85. Or maybe they don't want to take 85. Maybe they want to take 95. Guess what? I just saved you five bucks, right? You don't have to pay a hundred every time. You don't have to pay 500 every time. You don't. Whereas with auctions, (laughs) this is both the fun, the adventure, the, um, competition of eBay. Sometimes I have to remind myself that like nobody cares if you quote won an auction at the end of the day, what's going to matter is what did you pay for that card? Oh, you had to win an auction in a moment to beat four other bidders that were all willing to overpay almost as much as you like. And yet that can be the market value. Fine. What I'm saying is sometimes people overpay for a card you can see an auction where the where there's like 46 bids and it's going past $80 and I'm like wait a minute there's a buy it now of the same card for 60 bucks and y'all are still bidding on this thing well it's because that that heat of the moment that competition that auction that I got to win thing that inner Luka Doncic where you're like laughing at the other bidders and pointing at the scoreboard and blah 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 like Patrick Beverly starts tweeting about them. Like 
No, that's not, that's not going on. This is just you and your computer and nobody cares. What matters is what did you pay for that card? Include things like shipping, include things like sales tax. What did you pay for that card? And so you get to be the negotiator. You get to say, <laughs> again, don't apologize for, for trying to negotiate a better deal. In fact, uh, there's a card that I've been buying this week and people have been listing that card between three and five dollars. It's a football card. I'm not going to say what it is, but between three and five dollars and some of them have, have or best offers. So I'll send a best offer of a dollar fifty. Guess what? I've had like four of them accepted and they're charging me what? 50 cents to ship it. Hey, I don't know if you knew this. You can save money on shipping with eBay. Sounds like a commercial, but stop spending extra money if you don't have to. I'm telling you, 101 habits to help you as buyers. Don't have to win the auction. You get to set the price. Send the send an offer. Uh, what I love to do now is just any cards that I'm looking at or have an interest in, I will create a search. And it will notify me anytime a new listing or a new card pops up of that kind that I'm searching for. So that kind, I'm not searching for this, but say I was searching for a Keldon Johnson 2019 Origins Red Parallel Auto numbered to 99. I can type all those details in and hit search. eBay comes up first with all those listings that fit as many of those words as possible. But then as it's sitting there, you'll see like a uh, an empty heart, little heart symbol that if you click on that, it's a save search. And that means that any future 2019 Keldon Johnson Origins Red Parallel number to 99 autos, anytime the future ones pop up, it will send me an email or a text saying, hey, um, another one popped up on your search. You might wanna know this one's 20 bucks cheaper. I like that, save searches, uh, check your list of searches. I also like using the watchers or watching cards to see how auctions end, maybe to remind myself to bid on something, right? And just as I said to sellers, hey, you might wanna time your, your auction to end during prime time. As a buyer, I'm looking for auctions that end in not prime time. I'm looking for auctions that end like in the morning or middle of the day in New York City. You know, when there's not all the buyers, there may just be like, 20% of the buyers are out or they're getting their notifications at lunchtime. You as a buyer can choose when you go shopping. So go for that. Pick your times, pick your cards wisely. One of the things that you'll find on eBay uh, is that people, as soon as a new product comes out, so new Panini Impeccable Basketball, first off the line, is coming out this week. Yay. Somebody's going to rip those hobby boxes and somebody's going to list those cards right away because there is a mad dash to be the first to get the first off the line. The first guy to get this year's impeccable Cade Cunningham, blah, blah, blah. So the very first one or the first five of those cards are gonna be so much more expensive. Their auctions are gonna go so much higher. That's why as a seller, hey, if it's fresh, list it, baby. Brand new release, list it, auction it off. But if you're a buyer, see, I didn't even touch this year's Donruss basketball till a few weeks. And even now I'm seeing players that I, I never dreamed would be in the $2 box at the card show. I'm looking at Jalen Green rookies. I'm looking at Scotty Barnes rookies. These are Donruss centered rookies that somebody, not me, but somebody paid $50, $75 when the Donruss set debuted. 
debuted. So as a buyer, uh, again, I'm, I'm going under this assumption that you care about your money. If you paid $60 for that Jalen Green rated rookie or that Cade Cunningham rated rookie in January and, and it was something you wanted to grade and keep for a long time or grade and sell next season, you could have waited till right now, it's May 16th, and buy it for five bucks at a card show or three bucks at a card show. Scotty Barnes rookie, Evan Mobley rookie, Don Russ, like these were $20 for the longest time. I'm just saying NBA fans, we've got to time when we buy cards. Sometimes I also have to remind myself, don't, don't buy, don't buy. Stop buying Darius Garland cards, the cheap ones that aren't numbered and not auto. Stop buying the, the base rookies of Tyrese Maxey. I have got enough of those cards. If you're interested, message me at hoops and cards on Instagram. Email me hoops and cards podcast at gmail.com. Like let's talk. Always. Lo- I always love hearing from you guys. In fact, I would love to get your eBay seller and buyer tips because I'll include those in a future episode. Yesterday, back to my Grant Williams, the G Willie reset for buyers. I am uh, glad that my buyer is sending me back the purple optic auto, but I also spent the second half of yesterday's game looking, just watching the, the eBay sales and hitting refresh on those and getting out a couple of low offers on other cards of Grant Williams. And why did I do that? Is it because I'm so like gullible and flippant and bought into the Grant Williams 27 point eruption as if he's all of a sudden going to be Jason Tatum? No, that's not it at all. No, 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 no. What that is, is I realize Grant Williams has another 10 days in the spotlight. I bet he has another big game in him. And so I went on and I offered a bunch of like the, on the best offers list, I offered some lower versions of best offers and, uh, offered some lower, lower, you know, my not so best offer. There was a Grant Williams, Don Russ, rookie signatures, numbered to 99 autograph card. He was asking $29 or best offer. I offered 15, fully expected the guy to decline, like eight other cards declined me. And instead he said yes. So I got a, I got a card for $15. And then I watched like the next, I mean, the last night and today, Grant Williams cards are selling, like autos are selling like crazy. The other thing about Grant Williams uh, that I messaged a couple of you is like, we've, we've had this conversation with a bunch of people of, all right, who, who are the next guys? Let's see, Grant Williams is in his third year. He's a wing player who can make threes on a playoff team and plays great defense. I bet you Grant Williams is just going to be along for the ride with Jason and Jalen on several playoff runs. So I'm willing to keep that Grant Williams auto for a while. I'm not just investing in goats. I get that as a strategy. In fact, we're going to talk about that because that makes a ton of sense but I'm doing a little bit of both. Like I like having my Jason Tatum cards go up and I like having my Grant Williams flips or long-term holds. So, so that's what I did. I put in a bunch of uh, best offers and uh, you know, I got turned down or some of those cards sold out from under me. I actually had one guy that was a prism silver PSA 10. No, sorry. Optic hollow PSA 10 of Grant Williams. He was asking 50 and I sent him an offer message. I said, Hey, would you take, would you take 40? 
and he sent me back a, an offer for $40. And before I could accept it, somebody else bought it for 50, like straight off his listing. That was, that's an example of the busy eBay buying hour of Grant Williams in the fourth quarter of a big playoff game, right? Going off and people just buy, buy, buy. Watching that game and buy. So buyers need to be equipped, need to be ready. But your goal here is not to win the auction. The goal is to get a good deal on a card that you like and a card that you have a plan for. So with my Grant Williams, do I plan on keeping those forever? No. In fact, uh, there's at least one of these I'm going to sell. I'm going to list as soon as I get it and list it for double what I paid and see how long it takes because it, it really... They're, they're probably already selling for that. <laughs> like his cards just went up so quick. Um, so that's that's all I'm saying about buyers today. I'd love to hear your feedback. What else do you think about as a buyer? What else matters most to you? What have you learned along the way? eBay 101 tips that you might want to share. Again, please message me at hoopsandcards on Instagram.com. No, not Instagram. Well, I guess you can go to Instagram. At hoopsandcards is my Instagram handle. And uh, yeah, enjoy these two conference finals. They're going to be amazing. Maybe you'll have a buying or a selling story to share with the rest of us. Maybe go to the Discord, Hoops and Cards. Join the conversation, you know. Learning a lot from you guys every day, and it's a blast. Why did the Orange lose the race? Nobody going to ask why. Somebody going to say why. I don't know why. He ran out of juice.